Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Greg and Rob. On today's podcast, we discuss Galaxy Quest. For those of you who are new to the podcast, the Morning Geekdom is a place where friends congregate to discuss all things pop culture. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. Give up, never surrender. From out-of-work actors. By the sons of Warvan, I shall avenge you. To outer space heroes. You will save us. Ah! We are actors, not astronauts. DreamWorks Pictures invites you to bravely go. Hi, little guy. Where no comedy has gone before. Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Galaxy Quest, rated PG. Now playing everywhere. Greg, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing good. Waking up here, so getting better by the minute. Waking up? (laughs) (laughs) It's 11.41 a.m. Hey, hey, it's weekend. (laughs) I guess. No, I've been awake for a while, but just uh, still in the wake-up process. Okay. Rob? Sir? Are you drinking? Yeah, man. I played golf this morning, so I've been drinking all day. <laughs> do you 18 holes. It is 241 for me. Do you drink while playing golf? I don't know how you don't play golf <laughs> without drinking. What, what do like, you drink? I can't imagine why you would want to. Are, do you bring your own drinks to the golf course? You know, because it's it, you're sup- like you're not supposed to. Like They even have like signs like no outside beverages. Um, and like the raging alcoholics will bring beer with them. So <laughs> usually what we do is we do the first nine, then stop and then load up from the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And then usually along the way, the, um, the beer cart girl will kind of run around. So you grab a couple of beers there. So yeah, there's drinking involved. Is that, doesn't that get expensive? No, it's really, I mean, it's not that if you're, because they have shit beer, you're not drinking, like you're not doing the high end stuff. You're like sticking a Miller light and like Budweiser. So it's not too, too expensive. But it's like, you know, at that point, you're just like, you're looking just for beer. It doesn't matter what flavor. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. So you're not a snob to the point where you don't drink, like, working man's beer. No, I no. if it's like, like the moment calls for it and golf is a great example, it's like, I'll take whatever you got. So you, you want a beer, not like a water. I need a beer. Yeah, I like the, I have water in the bag because, she, I mean, I'm not a lunatic, so you like stay <laughs> hydrated. But um, you need, you know. A couple of beers to get you through. So we had a couple of beers. Okay. How hot was it out there? It wasn't bad today. We went out super early. So I think tee off was like at a quarter to eight. Mm-hmm. So it was a nice kind of cool morning. It wasn't too humid yet. Right now it is uh, It's probably about 84 degrees outside and like um, not super humid, but like it's it's pretty gross. Yeah, it's 83 degrees right now, partly cloudy at like um 60% humidity. This is why people listen to this podcast, though. For <laughs> so you get the weather for Northern the Hudson New Valley. York. Northern Outdated New York weather, weather information. <laughs> I'm not Northern New York. I am mid Hudson Valley. Whatever, dude. I, don't know I am. I'm 10 minutes from West Point. If you ever really need to know where I am, that's I don't right. know what any of that fucking means. <laughs> Are, you is, don't know what West Point is? Look, the military I, academy, I, sir? This, Of course, I know what West Point is. I did not know West Point was in New York. This is how I view New York, and I'm assuming this is how people view California. Sure. New York is Manhattan, like yes. the city, yep. and then everything else. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fair. LA, or, uh, California is L.A., 
maybe Disneyland, which people <laughs> seem to think are next to each other. Uh, where like San Francisco, so like all the the Silicon Valley stuff, and that's it. I could tell you with a guy with and not to be that guy, but yeah, like multiple master's degrees at this point. When I think California, I like I'm assuming Los Angeles is in the middle of the state. Mm. And as far as like where San Francisco and San Diego are, I'm assuming they're within like 20 minutes of each other. Like that's that's how <laughs> limited my California experience is. So Los Angeles is towards the southern part of the state, hence why it's in Southern California. Got you. <laughs> um, this is all new. San stuff Francisco is Northern California. Ah. And San Diego is also southern, but the probably the like one of the furthest places you can go south in the United States because it is essentially on oh, the border right. almost of Mexico. Oh, that's right. That go, we go back to Tijuana. Right back to Tijuana. Gotcha. So between San Diego and San Francisco is probably 10 hours. That seems like a long time. Yeah. But again, <laughs> I just because it's all what you're familiar with. Like, I have no idea. And Disneyland is right there somewhere. Somewhere in there. <laughs> somewhere in there. And this is your, is it geography? Geography uh, lesson from the Morning Geekdom podcast? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> Figuring out where I am. So we've been trying to do this podcast for three weeks? It's for a while. We're trying. Yeah, yeah. Lot, okay. Father's Day. It was Father's Day. Yeah, yeah, we tried to do it. Right. So the, there's a, the, the curse of Greg um, is on the podcast <laughs> because we are unable to record for whatever reason. None of them, I don't think, have been your issue. I'm pretty open, yeah. <laughs> but yep, yep. Um, but we're just gonna say that I think it's 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 just you in general. So yeah, yeah. But that's cool. I mean, everybody uh, needs a everybody needs a a shtick on the show, and yours is that you're a curse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're a curse, Greg. Don't listen to him. Oh, it's still the, like the first podcast you're doing with me. So we'll see how it goes next time. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see. We had a lot of interesting conversation before the podcast started. <laughs> We got yelled at by your wife for taking too long. No, we didn't get yelled at. Oh. <laughs> she just wanted to know when the fuck we're going to start. Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about vasectomies and whatnot. <laughs> so we're some, not Some get lighthearted into... conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, something light and fluffy. And then we did a recap of Stranger Things season three between the three of us just bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes coming soon. Is it? Is that going to... Do we need to have a Stranger Things season three episode? Should yeah, of course you do. Really? Yeah, I think you and Greg we need did, to do like, it. The one running up that we want to we want to kind of come back and see how it's met our expectations. Yeah, but do we need a whole episode on that? Yes. No, I. Th- I don't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we no. need a whole episode. I think it can be. I think we throw it on like as a part of a. Um, what's the weekly one that we do? The uh, pop culture news. Pop culture, pop culture, Greg. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, you got the co-host of the pop culture news on here, and he's going to be upset if you don't if you don't yeah. know what it is. Those are those Shout are the episodes Beth. we get the most downloads on those episodes right now. Nice. <laughs> yeah, the the one of the ones we just did has literally the most downloads we've ever gotten on any episode. Nice. Which one? The one we just did? Nah, episode fifty four. So a couple couple weeks ago. Nice. I don't know what we talked about. I haven't gone that far in. It's all Beth. It might be, <laughs> although I feel like Beth's. Uh, her recap, her review of the movie yesterday is going to be a highlight. It's going to go Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, um, morning awesome. Beecham. <laughs> right, Rob? Yes, without a doubt in my mind. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's the most thorough <laughs> review we've ever done. 
<laughs> she might get her own segment out of it. <laughs> Me and Beth are getting real good at um, we're we're sending Karen memes back and forth on Instagram. So that's that that's been our relationship lately. Karen memes. So Beth has an interest, interesting relationship with everybody then because she sends she sends cat memes to Damien regularly. She sends you Karen memes. I don't know. Beth and I talk about all kinds of different shit. Huh. I'm going to need to huh. figure... Who else is she talking to? I don't, what do people <laughs> she talk to on the side? Mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting. I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I was friends with everybody independently, and now <laughs> I just don't know how We're I feel We're co-mingling, about buddy. Yeah, I don't know if I should be happy about this or start getting a little jealous. Uh, nice. We'll see. It's all going to come to a head in a week and a half. Oh, I mean, man. hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, we'll see. We'll see if I can make it. You're going to make it. I mean, still, I believe in you. Got no baby yet. Not yet. Not yet. But by the time this by the time this podcast posts, there will be a kid in that house. Uh, there will be a kid. I don't know if she will be in the house yet. Oh. <laughs> True, true. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully she'll be in the house. Someone said something to me yesterday and was like, "They, I don't know. I think they just said something about me being a dad. Was it you, Rob? Yeah. Like, yeah, we had the, uh, yeah. And then you were like. What, next time, uh, whatever it was, yeah, it next was time like we you were going to be a father. And you're like, and that was a, like a mind fuck for you. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it really was. I didn't know what the fuck to say. I didn't know how to feel about it. Father Faja. Yeah. Shit's gonna get real, real yeah, quick. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already had to. I already had to cancel one podcast this week because of the kid <laughs> already, and she's not even here. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cancel First the Matrix many. podcast. I can't wait for what? It's gonna be cool. I can't wait to see you as a dad. That's really what I'm excited about. Mm, to mm-hmm. see you running around with your head cut off, that'd be kind of exciting <laughs> for me. I think we'll be okay. Of course it's going to be okay, but it's never what you expect it to be. That's what makes it so fun. The good thing is, man, I have zero, like, I can honestly say I have zero expectations. Nice. I don't know what the fuck to expect or what the fuck I'm supposed to do. I just know <laughs> well, You that- know what? It's, you, you've already had, you, you've had two dogs with Nick, right? Uh, three. Three. And I really, I believe this wholeheartedly. If you can make it through dogs, I think kids are way easier than dogs. Interesting. So I, I had the conversation with Nick about Harry because when we he was the first dog we crate trained. Yeah. And it was unbelievably difficult because he would cry and cry and be upset and act crazy and like hurt himself. Oh. So I feel like if I could deal with that to a lesser extent, I can deal with a kid because you're not doing anything. Like I would have to put Harry in the crate, sit next to it with like headphones on while he was yeah. just losing his shit. And then you let him out and he's like, your best friend oh my god why would you do that to me and then you do it again so it was like heartbreaking i think that's it it's it's that it's that idea of just like it's constant like you want to go do something else but you can't because you have to do this right but it is more so the um you're you're not thinking about you anymore you're thinking about like something else and like there's a degree of that to like marriage right but a kid or a dog is like a totally different thing and i think people couples who have babies who haven't had pets particularly a dog um have a harder time with that but you and like clearly you guys have been through a couple of dogs i don't think the baby is going to be that much more of a transition as obnoxious as that sounds and what I usually say to friends who are, like, anxious about having a kid, not saying that you're anxious about having a kid, but, like, like anything else big in your life, it's like a day-by-day 
process like whether you're starting a new job or you're going to college or in this case having a kid like it's all just step day by day by day moves it's you know it's if you look at it as a whole thing like oh i gotta i gotta take care of this kid all the way through year 18 then it seems you know overwhelming but if you just look at it uh, you know day by day it's not too bad that's fair. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm just happy that Nick and I are having a kid at the age we are now opposed to you know when we were 20 or 25. Yeah. You know, being yeah. being in our late 30s, we're more financially secure, we own, you know, a house, secure in our in our jobs, like we're good, you know? Secure in our relationship. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You give a lot you give a lot up when you have the kid in the 20s. It's a lot of baby talk right now. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Let's just talk about this movie. So, yeah, it's supposed to be a Galaxy Quest podcast. We're yeah, talking about babies. Zero babies in Galaxy Quest. <laughs> is there zero? I guess there is zero no, babies. There's no babies. Well, are those, are those alien uh, creatures, uh, not rock creatures, but those little alien creatures, are those children? Miners, you idiot, not miners. Miners, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, that was a, that was, exactly, that is a, that is a, a great line from the movie. Yes. They're so. miners. Oh, they're underage. No, they're miners. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't mind. Didn't mean to call you an idiot, Greg. I was reciting the line. No, no, that's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> I can okay. take it. Anthony take says it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. We're going to keep that in. Um, <laughs> Rob, did you see this movie in the theater? I did see this movie in the theater. Shit, I still have the movie stub. Okay, hold on. You keep your movie stub? Yeah, man. You know, there's certain you, movies that I've seen, um, you know, later, like this movie had to be like late 90s. I forget what year this movie was. 99. Um I saw this with my wife. So, like, it was like, you know, how you like trying to romanticize some things. So, I, I hung on to that movie stub. But that had to be also, that was the year of Phantom Menace. So, I was hanging on to all that shit. Okay. What is your goal <laughs> of hanging on to the movie stubs? Just, it's it's the idea that, like, it was a significant moment because here is, like, this girl that I love and I feel like I need to have, like, a memento. Oh, man. So, I held on to that. But it wasn't the first movie you saw with her. No, uh, no. The first movie I saw with her was Varsity Blues. Yes, which I was too drunk to remember. And then <laughs> the Enemy at the Gates. So, okay, why don't you want to do a Varsity Blues podcast with me? <laughs> because I don't remember the movie. I've only seen it once, and it was then. All right, you're like, are you the guy who keeps like cards that people give you to, like greeting cards? It's it, like I hang on to stuff. Of course you do. Yeah. Okay. All that. <laughs> just to let you guys I'm know. I'm sentimental. Any of you guys send me that shit. I appreciate the gesture. It's going in the garbage after a certain amount of time. Probably Wait, like what? two days. What are we talking about? Cards. You send me a card for any reason. Yeah. I appreciate the gesture. It's going in the garbage. Yeah. And that's fine. I have a, that's fine. <laughs> I th- like, you know, it's, it's the moment of opening and reading. That's the moment. As soon as that moment is over, you do what you want. I throw but, like certain things I hang on to. I threw away yearbooks this year. Why? I I don't have room for man. Yearbooks like your high school yearbook. You threw it away. Yeah, I don't have. I I got. I got. We live in a little condo. I got room for. You can find the three inches that you need for the yearbook (laughs) of your high school life. Straight in the garbage. Oh my god! (laughs) I was gonna. I was gonna donate them, but I was like, nobody. To who? No, nobody wants wants that. No, that's why I threw them away. Uh, My god. I ha- yeah, I'm the opposite. I hang oh. on to. Weird- I have like bottle caps that I'm hanging on to. Yeah, <laughs> got it. I don't. I would. I would imagine you're the guy who hangs on to everything. Uh, Greg, I'm not a I- hoarder. Eh? Greg, are you like in the middle, or are you more of the I'm going to hang on to shit? 
Uh, I hang on to some, like, for cards. Like, for example, I don't necessarily hang on cards to myself. I hang on cards that people send to my kid. Um, yeah. Oh. But uh, I don't have my yearbook, I don't think. But then Liz has her yearbook, and we went to the same goddamn high school, so it's like I sell my yearbook. <laughs> I just didn't care about I didn't care about anyone who left an autograph or, you know, a stupid saying in my yearbook. <laughs> same goddamn high school. An autograph, goddamn high. an autograph in the yearbook is an interesting way to look at that. I guess that is an autograph. Well, you know, people sign it or whatever you did when you're stupid in high school. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So ninety. Wait, I want to. I want to. Sorry, to go off on a tangent real quick. Andy, nice. what was the first movie you saw with Nicolette in the theater? Oh, The Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. That's a good one. Date number yeah. two. I think date number one with me was with was going to see Castaway in the theater oh. with Liz. <laughs> Random movie. Okay, I take that back. That was not the. That was our second date. We went to see that. Uh-oh. Our first date, and that just hit me, was a movie with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Skeet Ulrich. What the hell was that? Uh, fuck, dude. It was a chill, chill something. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think what it is. Anyways, we, we had to go see that because I had this whole like date planned and we were going to do, you know, all these things. And then I went to pick her up. Now, granted, you know, she was still in high school. Um, her mom was like, no, you're not doing any of that shit. You're not leaving this city, like <laughs> this certain area. So we couldn't do it. So I had to like figure out what we were going to do, like on the fly. Uh, it was yeah. called Chill Factor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> chill nice. factor. Yeah. The nice. Rob's like chill factor. Not a clue. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that's you desperately dialing uh, movie theaters on your phone. Uh it was just hey, we're gonna have to go, we're gonna eat dinner, and then we're gonna go to what's called the Kaleidoscope Theater by my house, and we're just gonna see what's playing essentially because I, at that point I couldn't I told her, like, hey, I can't everything I had planned is like not happening now. So Yeah. <laughs> and then was yeah. Seven 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 film night? Yeah. Our second second date was uh six cents. Nice. And I tried to get her to go see um, Phantom Menace. It had been out at that point. <laughs> yeah, it had been out for like two months, and she was like, "I'm not fucking seeing that." She's like, "Fuck you, I'm not gonna do that." Yeah. So yeah. Nice. What about you, Greg? Uh, cast the Castaway. Oh, Castaway. You said that. I'm yeah, sorry. Castaway. And then Rob, is this the first movie you and Heidi saw together, or you saw stuff before? No, this? first movie Heidi and I saw together was Varsity Blues. My That's first right. date movie. It. Thank you. Yeah, like remember the last ten minutes. <laughs> the, my first <laughs> date movie was a movie called Going South. Uh-huh. With um shit, I think it was like Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon. It was like one of those mm-hmm. kind of movies. Mm-hmm. And uh Heather McRae. Shout out to Heather McRae. Shout out to Heather McRae. She McCray. alive? My first Of course she why wouldn't she be alive? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just asking. I assume she's 41. My first girlfriend. Wait. That was the beginning of the Rob Leonard like movie and a dinner like thing. You're gonna tell me that you're not friends with Heather McRae on like Facebook or something? I am absolutely friends with Heather McRae on Facebook. <laughs> I can tell you wholeheartedly. There's only out of all of my ex girlfriends in life, only one I am not friends with on Facebook. It's because she's dead. No, she's alive, oh. and I don't know why, which means I definitely did something wrong. Wait a minute. Like, <laughs> you've tried to be friends with her, and she's like, nope? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Jared is friends with her on Facebook. Oh, man. So I got that going. I aspire too, so. to be the level 
of petty that that person is. That it's been like 20 years. I don't years. know what I did, but high I school? might have done something wrong. High school relationship? College. Yeah, College. This, was the, this was the girlfriend right before Heidi. Okay, so it's roughly been 20 years, though. Yeah, oh, 21. I want to be fact. that petty. I aspire to be that petty. But she may also be like, why would I even connect with this guy? Like, fuck him. It's like kind of one of those situations, which I don't blame her, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Jared, I know you listen. We got we to we gotta hit the story, man. <laughs> this is the way for you to be on the podcast. We got to connect with this person. I got to know the details because everybody likes Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the everybody. The one person who doesn't is uh, yeah. <laughs> we got to we got to get the details. Wait, so to go back, you said you went to Varsity Blues with Heidi and you were drunk. Yes. Was this your first way drunk? Your first date and you're already way drunk? No, no, no. That was my okay. first like movie date with Heidi. No, yeah, I was yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Heidi wouldn't let me kind of do. I think Heidi might have been drunk at that one too. Mm. We were in college. <laughs> what do you do on a Tuesday night besides get drunk and go see Varsity Blues? I mean, so why would you have to be drunk to see Varsity Blues? How can you watch it? So it's like golfing. Like you can't like go golfing without drinking beer. How do you see Varsity Blues without drinking? Varsity it's, Blues it's... is a solid crappy movie. Oh, <laughs> that's insane. I don't want your life. It's a solid crappy. I movie. don't. You got to say I don't want your life. It's you a solid say it right. crappy movie. Yeah, I guess. In about two months, you'll be listening to the podcast, hearing. I believe Beth and I talk about Varsity Blues. So. <laughs> I'm so excited that we're like 20 minutes into the Galaxy Quest <laughs> podcast, and we haven't even brought up Galaxy Quest. No, we're talking about your ex-girlfriends, which is super important stuff. <laughs> Some good pod right now. It's good pod. Yeah, it is. So 1999 just came out, obviously. I have no uh, recollection of even knowing about this movie for like five to eight years probably after that. Oh. I have no idea why. A- this was like Tim Allen's big movie. I think this came out before Santa Claus. Who the fuck cares about Tim Allen, dude? <laughs> I mean, in the late 90s? Nobody. Clearly I did. Nobody. Yeah, sure he did. Just coming off Home Improvement and Toy Story, everybody cares. Okay. Yeah, with the exception of Tim Allen being in Home Improvement and Toy Story, there is no correlation yeah. between the two. Like, Home, Home Improvement is terrible, dude. Not in oh, the yeah. 90s? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, pr- I promise you it was. What's that no, stupid thing he did? <laughs> Whatever that fuck. <laughs> fuck, dude. Don't mock that. That was my childhood. <laughs> that show was terrible. What? Oh, man. Greg? Uh, I watched time. it, but uh. that's not saying much for back then. But uh, I definitely can't watch it. As soon as it was like towards the later years, and like I cannot watch it now for sure. Yeah, something that's good in that era is like Fresh Prince still. Yeah. And now, now, granted, Fresh Prince is earlier than that, but it's still in that same like archetype of show. Um, Boy Meets World is similar to that, which is considerably better. Come Ooh. on, man! Yeah, come on. I enjoyed Home Improvement. I enjoyed Tim Allen. If you watch Tim Allen now, like those um, comedy things, it is very like not to get political, but very red hot, red hot, red hat wearing. Yeah. Um, but it's still, it's funny. It's just a different mentality. I think the best thing that they did in the new Toy Story movie is limit Buzz Lightyear to maybe 15 minutes of screen time. See, that's interesting because yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but that you're like, I've heard that multiple times. Like, there's no Buzz Lightyear in this. Yeah, I'm it's curious not a, to why. Uh, well, the he's just not, the movie is about uh, Bo Peep and Woody, so that's why. Yeah. yeah, but you think Toy Story, it's always, you know. Well, You've think, got a friend in me. It's always Buzz and Woody. I think they're intentionally doing that because of <laughs> who Tim Allen has turned out to be. Well, well. 
What do I know, though? <laughs> but shame on you for liking Home Improvement. How Uncultured swine. Go watch Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Synopsis, yes? No? Sure. Okay. The alumni cast of a space opera television series have to play their roles as the real thing when an alien race needs their help. However, they also have to defend both Earth and the alien race from a reptile warlord. That's a lot. It's a lot, and it doesn't. It, it that doesn't do the movie justice. But see, I I think that tells you every single like plot point of the movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> every single one. I don't know. Also, it's I, like I, I think that's the first synopsis I've read that has "however" in it. <laughs> well, not done. However, however, however. <laughs> it's the 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 reptilian alien bad guy is like a. Third or fourth, it's like a, it's like it just like decoration of like the whole story. He's like, like it's not a big deal. He's like one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Is he really? I just think he's super cool looking. They they did such a great job on the practical effects on him. Oh, they totally yeah. did, especially yeah. in comparison to the other effects. Do you not like this movie? Is this not like a Anthony movie? I like Galaxy Quest a lot. Oh, okay. But I think he's like I th- I think that the alien, the alien race. Uh, what are they? I don't even remember what they're called. I know what he's called, but I don't remember what their their race is called. I think that's one of the coolest looking parts of the movie. Just very termites. creative, not termites. Yeah. Ter 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 something's or other. Like he's an alien that looks like part like crab, part like he just has all these weird <laughs> things. Like yeah, it's just super the... cool looking. Cirrus, Saris, Saris, Saris. Yeah, Saris. Yeah, Saris. No, I like this Who's movie. It? Do you know how they get the name for the warlord Saris in the movie? How they get it? Let's hear yeah. it. Uh, the producer on the movie had a previous movie that was absolutely trashed by a film critic named Andrew Saris. And so he Dick. named that's... the character after him. I mean, that's pretty spicy. Awesome. Suck it, Andrew Saris. <laughs> <laughs> get fucked. All right. So we, we were talking about how you pronounce the, uh, the director's name. What did we decide on? Parpois. Huh? I don't know. Let's try to sound fancy for you. Dean Parasote? Or, or Parasote or Parapoa. Okay. Yeah, whatever. So I never Dude heard of also, this guy. He's done a bunch of TV stuff, but he's doing Bill and Ted Face the Music. Sure. And I couldn't, he be, did the, I couldn't be more excited. He did The Tick, one episode of The, the Original Tick. He's done a lot of TV. Home Fries? He does a, a show. I think he did a couple episodes of a show that Nicolette and I watch um, called Good Girls, which is actually oh, a pretty yeah. good show on NBC. It is a good show. Yeah. yeah. Underrated. He did four episodes of Reading Rainbow. Take a look. It's in a book. <laughs> <laughs> I have, okay, side note. I wear a shirt quite often when I go work out, and um, I work out in Laguna a lot, and it's a, a large, um, I don't know, what would you say, a g- large gay community. And I, it just says book it, and it has a rainbow. Awesome. So I don't know if people think like that I'm gay, or they realize it's a reading rainbow shirt. I'm fine either way. I just like to know what people think. I don't think they're getting the uh, reading rainbow reference there, sir. It's a book and a rainbow. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think it depends if you put, on the age window because there's a true. certain age window that we grew up on. Like, you know, teachers would throw reading rainbow at you on a you know rain day or something like that. That everyone <laughs> like you know got yeah got uh you know exposure to it. Do you? But if they're younger, do either one of you associate Lavar Burton with reading rainbow more than Jordy? Reading rainbow, hundred percent. Yeah. It's got to yes. be right. Yeah. Lavar Burton is reading rainbow. Okay. Look it up, kids. 
It's on YouTube, I'm sure. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, so Galaxy Quest, ninety percent critical rating. Oh, that seventy-eight percent on audience. That's fucking insane. Because we just did Jaws, and Jaws was like ninety percent, and that's just insane. How do you compare Jaws <laughs> to fucking Galaxy Quest? Again, that's insane. Just a benchmark for the show. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. Seventy-eight <laughs> percent critics. Seventy-eight percent audience. Oh, 78%. Oh, that's that's 90% in, critics. That's insane. <laughs> the, the, it, it goes to prove sometimes these numbers mean absolutely dick. The numbers, uh, well, we've talked about your dick a lot on this podcast already. <laughs> uh, 7.3 on, on IMDb. Yeah. That's too low. <laughs> okay, wait. So 7.3 is too low. It is. 90% is right. Yeah. Okay. No, and even 90%, clearly by my reaction of, like, it's Jaws is 90%, it belongs in the 80s. It, it deserves to be, like, a B. It's a very B kind of movie, and it and it needs to be a B movie. So I'm, Okay, so I'm interested. So what would be, just real quick, we're going to go off on another little tangent here. What else is new? Yeah, what else is new? What is, what would be, like, an A movie, too? What's an A comedy for you, Rob? Spaceballs. Really? Oh, my God, yeah. This is so much better than Spaceballs. You, wait, what? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I think I think. Excuse me while my brain resets. I think you I think, broke you them. I think yeah, I think no, Galaxy the, Quest is better than than Spaceballs. You've seen Spaceballs. I enjoy Spaceballs. I think that you like Spaceballs more because of what you know the, the what the satire of it. I don't even think that's his best. That's not Mel Brooks' best movie. No, it's not Mel Brooks' best movie. It's not even I in mean, his top probably three best movies. Oh, it is in his top three. How dare you? Are we? Are we? Are we doing this? This, this is going to happen right now. I'm back. I'll out give of this you fight. Young Frankenstein. Like you can have Young Frankenstein, and I'll give it to you. But it's definitely Spaceballs is in that top three. Speaking of, <laughs> that was my cell phone ringing. No big deals. Okay. Sorry about the extra editing. No, no, you're good. I'm. Pro- um, that's that's staying in. Um. Okay, so Spaceballs uh, is better than Blazing Saddles. No, I didn't okay. say that. I said within the t- uh, and I'll give you those three. I'll give you Young Frankenstein, um, Spaceballs, and Blazing Saddles. Okay, Spaceballs is better than History of the World. Yeah. Yes. Better yes. than Silent Movie. Oh, anything's better than Silent. Okay, movie, I'm, I'm just asking. Yeah, and yeah. now here's the one that's that I think it is not better than. Men Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Oosh, yeah. No, it's I. I think they share a common like thread, but I would still put Spaceballs above it. They, of course, in my humble opinion, they share a common thread by being directed by Mel Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that, but like in a kind of like as far as their quality and their kind of like level of nostalgia and kind of where they fit in my life, but I'll still put Spaceballs above it. I mean, you have peak unknown comedy genius Dave Chappelle in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, sure. You have Carrie Ells at like. I mean, pretty pretty high, maybe prime, his best prime, movie yeah. ever. What did you just say? Can, like, I need you to think about what you just said. Maybe Carrie Elves. Carrie Elves was his best movie. I was, said maybe. It's that or Princess Bride. Maybe? It depends no, on what you're looking silly. for. They're two completely different movies, oh but he goodness. gives a good performance in both ones. Completely different uh, performance. The Crush is better than uh, Robin Hood Men in Get Tights as far as he is fucked. concerned. <laughs> If you're going to call anything better, you could maybe say The First Saw, because The First Saw is a good movie, but not, yeah. come on, man. You didn't like The Crush? Rob, anyways. 
<laughs> let's Can't just even a, respond. Let's all agree. I bet Beth loves the crush. Let's all agree. Young Frankenstein is the best Mel Brooks movie for me. Favorite comedy ever. Top three. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I don't even know what we were talking about. We're talking about <laughs> we were talking about Quest. we were talking about Rotten Tomato scores. Thank which you. Which one thing I want to say is that I think Rotten Tomato I don't think that's a good justice of audience scores for movies that oh. came too far out before it, that website was created. Because if you're they? too far out, then like everyone who's going back and seeing it and voting on this site is like they're seeing it too far past the prime of the movie. You know. Yeah, but I mean, are you going? So I don't know who bases what they watch on Rotten Tomatoes. I certainly don't. Again, it's just a baseline of seeing where everybody's at. How, is someone going back and looking at old movies and being like, oh, based on the score, I want to watch this movie? I usually only use it to try to entice other people to watch a movie I want to watch. Okay. <laughs> if the score is in my favor. <laughs> I, I understand that. I understand that because that's another you know feather in the cap, so to speak, of the, of yeah. the movie. You can say, hey, it's, look, at, it's got 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, can't be that bad. (laughs) If you're like getting into Rotten Tomatoes, I think older movies are an easy way to kind of get your voice heard on that sort of stuff. But I don't think I am looking at that as a as a guide to kind of navigate through which movies I should or should be not watching. Yeah, for me, it's it's strictly a talking point. It's strictly looking, and it's it's a case on. Again, I think it's a it's an interesting case on kind of movie going experience, human. How they're how humans are trying to trying to put my thoughts together here. How they are affected by like the mob mentality, where yeah. again, using Marvel as an, an example, you don't want to be the person who says this movie's not good. This Marvel movie's not good, so everybody's going to say it's good. Things like that. You don't want to be the person that says Godfather's not good. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, but and I think movies like Galaxy Quest kind of fall in the in between there. I think there's a lot of affection for the movie. I think seventy, would you say seventy eight percent? Seventy eight. Yeah, I think that's really low. All things being considered, I feel not that it was a cult like phenomena or a pop culture phenomena, but it certainly I've I've rarely met a person that says they don't like. Um, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. It's very much like the Burbs. Well, th- like it's just one of those things. It's just like it's a good, wholehearted movie. They, they mean no offense by it. It's just a good movie. Yeah, I, I, the Burbs is so much more. It's so much. It's a better film than Galaxy Quest. It's a much smarter film. I think it's better made. It's not as slapsticky. I know it's slapsticky, but I mean, Galaxy Quest is a satire, one hundred percent. So it's very gimmicky. I don't think the Burbs yeah. is like that. Yeah. No. Right. But not like Spaceballs level slapsticky. <laughs> not to bring Spaceballs back into it. It's but not. Whatever. It's not Spaceballs. Whatever. Are we going to have to do a Spaceballs podcast? Oh, I live for Spaceballs. You have no idea. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Went over my helmet. <laughs> is that Rick Moranis' best movie? What the hell am I looking at? You're happy. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that's happening now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. When will then be now? Now. Soon. <laughs> How soon? Man, we I ain't love found that shit. <laughs> My wife hates watching that movie with me because I recite like a two-year-old that entire movie, like Rain Man level. I mean, I'm starting it to is... hate doing podcasts with you. <laughs> <laughs> for me, every That's time, the, the, the part that gets the most laughs for me on Spaceballs is, we haven't found anything, sir. Nothing, sir. Man, we ain't found shit. We ain't found shit. Still my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> um, 
All right, so this movie had a budget of $45 million. Holy cow, that's pretty high. Where did all the money go? <laughs> Went into the ship. Who the fuck Went are they paying? Went to that dude's costume. Who are they paying? I, you, again, you you got to remember, it's Tim Allen at practically the height of his career. That's true. That's true. I still want to know Gorney who they're paying. back in the day, so. $45 million? That's a lot of money. This movie takes place on like two sets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Alan Rickman coming off Dogma. Dude, that's what I was going to say. Alan Rickman's not catching any checks off this. Nope. Maybe Sigourney Weaver? Not 99. No, not that much. It's got to be Tim Allen. Tim Allen's taking a chunk of that money. It's got, I mean, yeah, he's got to be. And then, so it grossed $90 million. Not bad. Not bad. Not terrible. Yeah. Um, I was doing research on this movie. I didn't really find a lot of, like, interesting stuff about this movie. Anybody? Uh, I found some stuff. Um, Let's hear it. As far as like background stuff or like how, I know the original director was supposed to be Harold Ramis. Yep, I read and that too. It was supposed too. to star Kevin Klein, Steve Martin, Adam Baldwin. Yep. But Disney uh, insisted on Tim Allen being in the movie, um, and so Harold Ramis dropped out. Right. Yeah, I saw that, like, that Tim Allen was a little bit of a controversial pick at first. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I know that like uh. I don't. I think a lot of people on the set did not like Tim Allen. Nobody likes Tim <laughs> Allen. Wasn't Tim Allen like a so raging bad. alcoholic? Probably. He was a cokehead, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. <clears throat> it's you know in in those days I can't think because the the character is supposed to be like a a parody of William Shatner. No. And yeah, I'm. <laughs> but like, who could you? Such a dick. How could you get a better person to do that than Tim Allen? I think Tim Allen is like the perfect person for that. Uh, I think Kevin Klein could have done a good job. Uh, what did Kevin Klein do in those days? It was like, um, what do you call it? Wild Wild West, right? Uh, I think that that's actually why he couldn't film this. Be- no, Wild West, Wild Wild West was earlier than this, I believe. I don't remember no. why, if there was a conflict of why he couldn't film it. Kevin Klein is underrated. He is underrated, but he's not this character. I think he could have done it. I don't think he could have done it. I think Kevin Klein is a little bit, and forgive me, Tim Allen, he's a little bit too talented to be this role. <laughs> That's probably true. I don't think he could pull that off. Like Because Tim Allen plays cheesy well. I don't think Tim Allen, I'm sorry, I couldn't. I don't think Kevin Klein could. Uh, that's probably true. I mean, Kevin Klein is an Academy Award winning actor. I mean, Fish Called Wanda <laughs> is pretty strong. Are we going to do a Dave podcast? Tell no. me someone wants to do a Dave podcast with me. You guys can fuck off, dude. <laughs> I'll do a Fish Called Wanda podcast with you. But you I'm don't not like the Dave. movie Dave. I, I don't love the movie Dave. I Yeah, no. Dave isn't even a blip on the radar. We might as well do like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Greg, have you seen Dave? I saw Dave. I saw it like a bazillion years ago. I don't know if I totally remember all the main parts of it. All right. Okay. All right. Let's move on. No, Dave. You want to get into the scenes? We've been. I mean, we've been recording yeah, for like 50 minutes. <laughs> all right. Love it. Let's do it. All right, guys. So the first category, most watchable scene. Uh, I have the convention scene. So I think we've all been there. We've all been to, to conventions. Uh, we've all seen kind of how miserable the talent is. Yeah, they are. Uh, I, I guess I, I'm naive where I don't think they're actually as miserable as they are. They're that miserable. They are that miserable. And that's what I was going to ask. Do you think this is like an actual representation of how they feel? Because in the film, you know, they're sitting in the back. They're they're p- 
pissy. They don't want to say lines that the the uh, fans want them to say. <laughs> They're waiting on fucking Tim Allen. <laughs> Is this how they are? Yes. Ro- okay. <laughs> so it like the I I I whatever. So the like any job that you have. Um, uh-huh. there's a level of like, not hostility, but there's a level of like, I gotta go to work. Even if you love your job, you could love, love your job, but every once in a while, it's like, eventually you're going to run into that guy. Okay. Um, so any one of them could potentially be like, oh, this freaking guy sneezed in his hand, then he touched my hands or he like poked a booger <laughs> right in my head. It's, there's anything that, you know, they could see or do and just be angry and bitter about in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like the angry conversations, like between people, or like the passive aggressiveness between people that you think are like best friends, um, mm-hmm. that is absolutely real. I've seen that live. That's like and you're, uncomfortable. you're talking about talent, right? You're talking about like somebody you would assume their friends on screen and off screen are not. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So the the easiest one, the the more famous one, I think all the Star Wars nerds know this one, is that Anthony Daniels and um, Kenny Baker not only didn't like each other they like despised each other and part of our like little jobs while we were getting their um descendant stuff was to make sure that these guys were nowhere near each other okay um because yeah it would just be angry and weirdom and bleh. weirdom yeah <laughs> so <laughs> what was Dumb. funny because like kenny baker depending on which con you were at was either very mobile and kind of awake and like excited to see everybody <laughs> or he was like you know, not that. <laughs> I'm because, sorry. Did you say he was awake? Yeah, yeah. Opposed to sleeping, he used to sleep. He, you know, <laughs> I remember okay. we did one signing, and it was like it was a ton of stuff. And okay. the day, and I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but this one's a great story. They they flew Kenny Baker in um, at the night before, um, and the guy fell out of bed. So and he's a little guy. So as he hit, he like jacked himself up. So he went to the hospital that morning um, and it was probably about like noon ish. And they're like, oh, Kenny Baker's coming in. We're like, dude, he was just in the hospital like 10 minutes ago. Oh, he's going to do it. The poor guy came. He was like all bruised up. He had blood on his hands, like dried blood on his hands. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then his his guy wheels him up to us. And he's like, all right, go at it. And we're like, ah. So we're doing it, and he's doing the best he can. And at one point, he just shuts his eyes and then, like, leans back in the chair. And I look at my buddy. I was like, oh, shit, he died. So we didn't know what to do. So we yelled for his guy. We're like, and he's like, what's the matter? We're like, so he comes over, and he's like, no, Ken, Ken, Ken. And And then he re-signed where he was. So this particular guy, the person who has this autograph, you had the autograph that I thought Kenny Baker was dying on. It starts with <laughs> K-E-N-N, and then it goes back into K-E-N-N-Y, and then Baker. <laughs> so that is out there somewhere. But anyway, they yeah, okay. those guys hated each other. I have so many questions about that, and they have nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. My first question, Rob, is do you own Kenny Baker's blood? <laughs> Did you I don't, but I can tell yeah. you it is on a good chunk of autographs out there. Whatever got <laughs> oh, signed that year at Celebration. Okay. So <laughs> to circle back to Kenny Baker and Anthony Daniels not liking each other, I mean, but that, that's more of an Anthony Daniels thing. Like, he's a prick. Yeah, Anthony Daniels. Well, yeah, yeah. And, you, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> Just, Anthony yeah. Daniels is, is very kind of like, you know, he's he's a serious actor, and Kenny Baker was not that. So he played C-3PO. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a serious actor. Yeah. He, yeah. I know uh, he thinks he's the most important thing that's happened to Star Wars. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's the one guy who's in all of the Star Wars movie. He gets to kind of, he's got that feather in his hat. Greg, have you been, I mean, you've been to some conventions. Have you been to something where you thought the person was like miserable to be there? Um, No, not not that I've been to. I know okay. Liz has like had, has gone to some conventions where some of the people were uh, not exactly the most pumped in the world to be there. Yeah. Um, which just like ruins it, especially the rates that you're paying these days. It's like, yeah. I'm, if I'm paying $75 for your autograph, you better be smiling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you to be a miserable person, <laughs> and I'm paying you that yeah, much yeah. money for to sign one piece of paper, and there's a line of a 1,000 people behind me. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Okay. All right, so you've had good experiences. Yeah, I, I mean, for the most part, anytime I've gone to a convention, it's been it's been pretty good experiences. I've had a couple where I was just like, this is a miserable person. Like, why are you here? Right. But yeah. nothing nothing about, like, Kenny Baker falling out of a bed. No. <laughs> <laughs> So this, so we think this is, this is an actual representation of like how the talent feels. Yeah. yeah. What I never saw, and you guys might know it more for doing, you know, the San Diego Comic Con. I've never been a part of like that hand one picture over and then to the next guy to the next guy like in one big line like that, like that. Yeah. The beginning. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah. I've never experienced it in the way that like some of the conventions do it. I know Creation Convention, which has like supernatural things like that. Like, you don't get to hand the people anything, not a pen, not your paper, not the item, nothing. And it's like a, you know, it's a conveyor belt type thing. And uh, yeah. it's a it's a well-oiled machine. And you're spending like 200 bucks per autograph. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have not been in a situation like that. And I just, I don't know that personally I would I would want to be or enjoy that. Because however hokey it is, part of the, the enjoyment of meeting that celebrity is having like a, a short interaction with them. Yeah. Even if they don't want to be there and they're acting, I've been but, to you know, some the, like, sorry, no, I've been ahead. to some um, band signings before that were free, where it's like you buy your CD and then they'll san- they'll sign it, and mm-hmm. those were more set up like that kind of conveyor belt thing where they would slide it down. But in that situation, it was fine because I, the piece was already being provided. It was the you know CD. Um, and I just didn't get to focus on saying hi to each of the band members as it's going down the line. Yeah, I mean, most of those, again, most of these things, I'm so, like, afraid to be in front of people. Like, I get nervous just being in the front of the line. I don't even care about talking to the person. That's not what makes me nervous. Being in front of everybody makes me nervous. What do you mean? Like, you're going to slow everybody down? I just don't like people looking at me. Oh, got you. Dude, I don't like crossing, I don't like using crosswalks. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it makes me feel really awkward. Why? Because oh, because the car is waiting for you. Because they're just looking at me. Because they're waiting for you to cross. That makes me feel awkward. I don't oh like to be goodness. any part of the center of attention, dude. I hate it. Interesting. Ask. Okay, when you see Damien, we're going off on a tangent real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I will go to the store to buy like a shirt. Just say, you know, Nordstrom. They have a shirt I want. I'll go to Nordstrom. Get in my car. Drive to Nordstrom. Get there. If there are too many employee to customer, if that ratio is terrible. I'll get back in the car and leave. You'll have shirt in hand. Uh, sometimes. And then you'll just be like, ah, I'm good, everybody. Too many people are talking to me, too much attention, too many people are looking, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. How'd you make it through your wedding? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. I have a lovely wife. Thank you. 
<laughs> but yeah, dude, I don't like to be. That's why you know we've had requests to do these the the podcast live on YouTube occasionally. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Oh, why? Well, whatever. That, a discussion for another day. <laughs> we'll discuss that uh, while not drinking road sodas on the way to San Diego. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. No road sodas. I promise. No road sodas. All right. So the next scene is the the crew meets Mathazar and then the command bridge. So that's the the scene where obviously Mathazar comes in, um, and they're just, you know, the the whole like tense situation. They go to the bridge. They're they're looking at everything. They think it works. Does it work? Does it not work? Uh, what's his name has to act like he knows how to fly. Like, <laughs> I love that. I love that whole scene um, <laughs> because obviously they're they're acting, but it's like real real shit going down. <laughs> <laughs> and what's his face? You you always forget that what's his name is in it. Um, freaking um, that guy, not Edward Norton. The guy looks like Edward Norton. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Thank you, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yeah. So Sam Rockwell's in there and trying to like give him advice to like move it a little bit further to the right. <laughs> and Tim Allen's in the chair with like the head to oh it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it scrapes <laughs> all the way right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the best. It's the best. Um. And then we have uh, the crew goes to the alien planet. I don't remember what the name of the planet is, but it has that no. great line. What's the, what's the line, Rob? Are those miners? Oh, miners, you idiot. Not miners. <laughs> <laughs> the best. And then maybe my favorite line of the whole movie is like Sam Rockwell's like, I'm going to die here. Like I'm, I'm unnamed, you know, actor. I don't have a last name. And they're like, no, no, you're good. And he's like, did you ever actually watch the show? <laughs> like that's my favorite. Because times I have met actors, I want to ask them that. Because I ask them about the show, and they have no idea. And I'm like, you know, you were in the show. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is the Vikings people, isn't it? It's not the Vikings people, <laughs> okay. but they all know the show. Uh... Though, although, I'll, I'll go back to your, your Star Wars shit. Um, we have a friend who asked Billy D. Williams to sign his Lost poster, because Billy D. Williams was in an episode of Lost. Yeah. And he was literally like, I wasn't in that show. We're like, oh, really? You're in the fucking show. <laughs> and he's like, nah, I wasn't. You're okay. Like, yeah, I promise. And he signed it. <laughs> yeah, of course. You give me 50 bucks, I'll sign whatever nah, you got. This was, this, was a, this was free. No oh, 50. Gotcha. No $50. Nobody's paying Billy D. Williams $50 to sign a Lost poster. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other scene is Jason tells Mathazar. So I think that's the only like serious scene in the whole movie. Yeah. When he has to explain to him that it's really, you know, really, they're not, they're not. Yeah, I don't know what you would consider them. They're not, uh, what do they call them? History documents or um, historical yeah. documents, historical <laughs> documents. And they're yeah. actors and they're lying. He doesn't understand right. the, the idea of lying. Right. Right. So I think that's Bye. the only scene that gives them like, gives the movie like real credibility acting wise. Everything else is pretty slapsticky. Yeah. That's that, that's your, uh, that's your lowest point there in the, uh, yeah. the movie. That's a bummer. Yeah. And they take everything out too. They like make it as dark as humanly possible. Like all the music comes out. It is very quiet. It is very, you know, uncomfortable. Yeah, and they he has to talk to him. He has to talk to Mathazar like he's a child because he doesn't right. understand the concept of lying. And it gets like, it's a real fucking downer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Guy's yeah. dying on the table, breaking yeah. his heart. Yeah, and then uh, the crew saves the ship. So the, oh. pretty much the ending. Um, you know, your boy Justin Long gets the most screen time there. And I feel like... Were you a little bit of Justin Long when you were when you were a teenager, Rob? I was Justin Long when I was a teenager. I was I well, yeah, I totally it had was. to be right. Yeah, yeah. My parents weren't like eager for me to get outside um, as much as those parents were, but doing the garbage while I'm in the middle of like building the Starship Enterprise, yeah, that was me. And then if you met like 
God forbid you met like Harrison Ford at that point. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would have just been a fumbling, dumbling mess. The, the first time I met Peter Mayhew, I was like b- drooling. <laughs> it was so nice to meet you. Yeah, it was like, whatever. And, how you know, old? no offense how, to Peter Mayhew. How old? God rest your soul. Yeah. How old were you when you met Peter Mayhew? It was 2005, so 28. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> it's my first celebrity. Like, first celebrity that I, like, yeah, met. Quote, unquote. Shit, yeah. Celebrity. <laughs> Be a Debbie Downer. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say to that. Oh, okay. All right, so those those are the only uh, scenes I have, so we can recap them real quick. Do you, do you guys have any other scenes you want to add? Fuck, yes. Do it. Let's hear it. All right, so... the. <laughs> The, the bathroom at the con scene, which I, what everyone says is like a real thing that Shatner had to go through. Okay. Um, which is, you know, he was in the stall and like two guys that are just kind of sitting and they're just kind of making fun of the whole thing is there. And then that's when he has that moment of just like, you know, he's a hack. Um, okay. And also what? funny Kenny Baker story is that I peed next to the urinal that Kenny Baker was in. <laughs> so I was sitting there, you know, in front of the urinal <laughs> And then in comes Kenny Baker, and like it was right. I was next to that. Forgive me. It was next to like the little, you know, how there's one that's yeah. shorter than her. Well, I that do. was Kenny Baker. So I have that one going for me too. So I have I have three bathroom stories real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Unprepared, did not know we were going to talk about celebrities and uh, bathrooms. I can't wait. Uh, I peed next to Adam Levine one time. <laughs> did not wa- did not wash his hands. So just know that. Uh, we have a friend. I know you don't watch Supernatural, right? No, no. Rob, you know the two gentlemen who are in Supernatural or no? Yeah, I, I know of them. I don't know them. Ro- uh, uh, Greg, I know, watches the show. Yep. Kid is named or after kid. one of them. Yes? No. <laughs> Isn't Sammy named after Sam from fucking Supernatural? No, no. no. Okay. Nice. I'm a bad friend. <laughs> named after Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Anyways, uh one of our mutual friends, I believe Beth asked one of our mutual friends to go in and look at their penises as they were peeing to see who had a bigger penis. Um, Beth. Yep. Yep. Come on, Beth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another one is I've heard this story, and I think it's an urban legend, that Michael Jordan was using a stall, and some fans went in and slid items under the stall. Oh, my God. I don't know if he signed him or not. I hope not. Do you want him? First of all. I kind of hope he did sign him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Rob. All right. So that was was the bathroom scene at the con. Um, When the crew shows up on the ship after, like, all the goo comes off of them and Guy just screams his brains out, which I think is right. It's like this high tense moment for it. Um, But one of the things that, like, you can see it through the entire movie, so it's not one scene as much as it's like a character thing that happens, is, so Tony Shalhoub plays Deck Sergeant Chen. Right. And he's supposed to be Asian, but Tony Shalhoub's not Asian. Tony Shalhoub is whatever Tony Shalhoub is. But what happens through the movie is whenever, you know, they say his name, he squints his eyes. So every <laughs> once in a while, you'll see them bring his name up and he just kind of stares back. So anyway, so there's okay, that. Okay, so I had, I had a great question. I don't think Tony Shalhoub is supposed to be Asian. I think he's supposed to be high the whole movie. No, he's supposed to be Asian. Well, I, I mean, yeah, the character is supposed to be Asian. We, I think he's talking unusually slow. I think he's supposed movie. to be like inebriated or, or on something the whole movie. <laughs> No, I think yeah. he's just a little awkward and weird. 
right. He's a That's little bit question. too like monotone during all the uh, insane parts. He's just like, "Hey guys, we're <laughs> having a little bit of problems down here." <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I thought he was high the whole time. Uh, no, that's just him. Uh, all right. All right. We're going to get research on that. Yeah, Who's get research. research. <laughs> Beth, get on that, please. <laughs> Greg, do you have any you have any scenes you want to add to that? No, you guys covered them all. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, what's your favorite, Greg? Favorite scene is the when, when the whole crew gets there and they're seeing, they're being like, they don't believe where they are at first and then they see the whole ship and the whole, you know, first going on a ship and then driving it out. Okay. Rob? Um, <laughs> the scene that Sigourney Weaver and Tim Allen are like running through the bowels of the ship mm-hmm. and they get to the chompers. And and the kid on the mic is just like, just make your way through the chompers. And she looks at it, and she's like, fuck that. And they actually took that out of the movie. And I think I said this in one of the other podcasts. Um, they took that line out. So she actually says, like, forget that in, like, yeah. the new version of it. But that's my favorite scene. And doesn't she say, Love like, it. why is this even here? Like, yeah, what this, sense yes. does this make? This episode was badly written. <laughs> so, okay, I got I to gotta ask you a question, Rob. This is now the second podcast where... <laughs> I I have list I have lists uh, of the, my favorite scenes or the most watchable scenes. Right. You then add scenes to it. I do. But then the scene that is your favorite is in neither list. I know because I get excited <laughs> about fuck? like as we go through them. Like I get you know I remember certain ones and the one that I'm like oh of course that's the scene I'm that guy. So I yeah, would that's... argue that if we do this podcast in a year, the same podcast, you're gonna have a different scene. I could almost guarantee it. Now I have my notes sitting right in front of me. So like what I just gave you is not even on the list. There is zero the moment, man. zero chance you have notes for any of these podcasts, dude. I'm staring at it right now. <laughs> Right here on the okay, top, look. Galaxy Quest quotes. Okay, mm, guy, I'm gonna put it on. The, I'm gonna make a Twitter poll, and I okay. want to see how many people think Rob actually has notes during these podcasts. I most podcasts I don't have notes. This podcast because I'm working with Greg here, and we're trying to like come off as professional. I got notes. <laughs> All right, Greg, would you have a if you were just a listener? Would you think that Rob had notes? Oh hell no! Oh hell no! <laughs> no zero. He's just riffing. Rob is or just... his or his notes would be so choreographed that he'd have all of his stories spliced into his notes that you know he's going to hit up. Yeah, zero chance, dude. No notes. Uh, yeah, we need you off the cuff, man. I'm constantly off the cuff. <laughs> what you got to hear me like when I'm listening to it like later, and it's like, oh shit, I forgot about like you talk about story. You think I go off on tangents? You're only getting a quarter of them. <laughs> so when you listen to the pod and you're not on it. Are yeah. you like you idiots forgot this scene or what the fuck about no, this? No, no, no. I always it it's always I talk over as I normally do. I talk over anybody that happens to be talking there. So yeah, I'm that guy. I interact with the podcast that I'm not on. <laughs> okay. So ooh, ooh, good oh man, I'm gonna put you on the spot, both of you, real quick. Who's your favorite person on the podcast? Doesn't don't say me. Not me. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Who's your favorite, Rob? I a well, here it is. I'll give you I'll give you my 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 little guys mm-hmm. here. Um I align with Damien's like, you know, point of view very often. So Ooh. I enjoy when Damien's on. Okay. Um Tyler and I and you're gonna like and, well this is why you know, it's like the goodbye scene in like Lord of the Rings. I have to like give everybody their due. <laughs> So Tyler and I share a lot of like childhood type memories together. So we're usually on the same page regarding nostalgia. But I think the most fun one is Beth. Beth always sounds like she's having the best time. Okay. 
All right, so Greg. Uh, I think I agree. Where well, I don't know. I think both Beth and Rob sound like they're having the most fun. I think the people I like the most on the pod are either Tyler or Damien because they seem to drive you the most crazy. And I love hearing those interactions. It makes me laugh the hardest. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, every time, majority of time, I would say seven out of ten times I ask somebody who they like on the pod the best, it's Rob. Yes. Uh, yes. Especially all the wives. <laughs> the wives. All the wives. Thanks, um, ladies. Beth gets a lot of love. Everybody gets love. I mean, everybody has their, their, strong, their strong points. But that's the uh, fun but, of it, the diversity of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oddly enough, a lot of people at first thought like Nicolette was one of the best ones. Nice, of course. Who, wow. who just hasn't been on the pod forever? But uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's probably Rob. Cheers, everybody! And I think Rob is going to end up with his own podcast <laughs> in a week and a half. He will. That's true. Not even a week and a half. It's like a week, dude. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's like next week. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> week and a day. All right. So my favorite scene is the first scene, the convention scene. Again, because I think. We can all relate to the fans a little bit, and I and I think we can all relate to the talent a little bit. And just by you know, you see some of these fans, and you're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many times has Mark Hamill been been uh, been asked to say, you know, "May the force be with you"? I can't oh, imagine. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> like, how many I times would, is when I was working one of the cons? And this is a quick, quick, quick story. You, when you work the con, like at for if you're like working with Mark Hamill, like your quote unquote payment is for him to sign something for you. So it was the end of my shift, and he was like wrapping stuff up. So they're like, "All right, he's going. If you're gonna get something to sign, get in and sign it." So he was waiting for. I dropped a poster off, and he's like, "All right, what do you want me to do?" So I was like, "Just sign it." He's like, "Do you want me to put May the Force be with you?" I don't going actually, yeah. And he said it kind of <laughs> like that. Not in. I wasn't doing like a Mark Hamill voice, but like he did it that way. I was like, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. So we did. End of story. <laughs> You're like, yeah, fuck boy. Sign it how I asked you to. <laughs> fuck. You're paying uh, me in autographs. Yeah, man. You're exactly. You just fucking. <laughs> You're paying me in. You're literally. I'm, You're signing my name. Absolutely, what he did. Yeah. Did he at least yeah. write "May the Force be with you"? Or did he, he absolutely write, like, did. He wrote. He may didn't, the force he didn't be abbreviate with you. it. No. He may the force be with you on one of them, and then he signed Luke Skywalker on another one for me. So he was good. All right. Very accommodating. Hmm. Very mm. accommodating. All right, standout performance. Mm. So I have Tim Allen, yeah. Alan Rickman, and Enrico. I don't know how to say his last name. The guy who played Mathazar. The guy who played Mathazar. Yeah. This is a tough one for me. I throw, I threw Tim Allen in there just because he's the star of the movie. I don't think he gives the best performance. Oh. I think the best performance is going to be Alan Rickman or Enrico. I gotta go with Mathazar, dude. <laughs> I fucking love Mathazar in this movie. <laughs> Do either of you gentlemen have someone you'd like to add in, or are those your three? Uh, I have a goofy one coming from the architecture side. I thought the standout perf- one of the standout performances was the house that Tim Allen lives in. It's the uh, stall house, <laughs> case study house number twenty-two by architect Pierre Kion. Oh. <laughs> It's in uh it's up in the hills in LA. It's uh they shoot like a bazillion like advertisements there every year of people next to the pool and stuff. What the fuck podcast are we doing? Wow. <laughs> this blew my mind. I thought he was I'm, kidding, but he's not. That's like I, a real thing. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Wow. So that's who's the standout performance for you is a house. The house. Hell yeah, that's an awesome house. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Jesus. Rob. 
Um, I think the lamp um, in the bathroom, <laughs> the one that's on the far left. No, my uh, I'm Alan Rickman. I'm going to an Alan Rickman, hundred percent. All right, Alan Rickman. Uh, best Alan Rickman performance: This Die Hard or Harry Potter? And I know you've never seen Harry Potter. Yeah, but it's gonna be Die Hard. It's got to be Die Hard, right? Yeah. Greg, I don't know. I mean, he was pretty good in Harry Potter. I don't know. He's good in all of them, but I, I don't know. I'd say Harry Potter. I didn't know if you were gonna say like Robin Hood, Prince no. of Thieves, Dogma. No. Dogma, get the fuck out of here with Kevin Smith <laughs> shit. I'm not a Kevin Smith guy. I don't know why, and you're so angry about it too. Uh, I think Kevin Smith. I don't know. He's a super nice guy. Yeah. I mean, seems like a lovely man. I don't think he's overly talented. I has think he he's any? he's a nerdy guy that that made good. So like, he is a nerdy guy who has made some stuff that is like decent. I just don't yeah. know where this this you know he's the generation or the the director of like our generation shit comes from. Oh no yeah, way! I say that. No. What has he really done that's been that great in like the past fifteen years? <sighs> Nothing. But I mean, you could say yeah. that about other people. <laughs> yeah. What has Burton done in the last 15 years that's that's yeah. great? But that's yeah. for me he's fallen off from being one of the top directors. No doubt, but that's what I'm saying like a lot of you have to applaud Kevin Smith for the career he's had and the longevity. I mean he hasn't done anything great. I mean he's yeah. directing like Supergirl episodes and Flash episodes. Nope. Yeah, but he's <laughs> he's I think he's transcended, you know, movie director. I mean he's he's a guy that makes movies like that's not, you know, but I think he's he found his little niche in pop culture and does a lot of commentary on it and is a like a voice of a generation. That, no that doubt. seems a little. And but I you think, know, you know what I mean. I think that's where he's That's where he. That's his strong suit. Yeah, is the kind of the stand up, the 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 commentating on pop culture. Like I, I've seen his. He does a a stand up with one of the guys on local radio here called Hollywood Babylon, and it's a uh, it's great. It's a uh, it's probably like a thirty minute to forty five minute just riff on like this week's like pop culture shit. Yeah, and he's great at it, but I'm saying as a director, I don't find him very appealing. No, and and I think he would agree with you. <laughs> I don't, fair, I don't, I think enough. his his big movement was you know leading the pack as far as the '90s were concerned with indie movies. I think he did have a voice there, but I don't think you know beyond that he has that that was his mark. Yeah, I would say if I had to pick somebody who's like the director of like our generation, yeah. like the uh, Gen X generation, is probably sure. Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. And he may actually be a little too old for us. I'd I'd give it to what's his face? Um Joss Whedon. Could yeah, that's a that's I mean Joss Whedon again is someone who has affected pop culture more than probably either of the other two. But sure. Quentin Tarantino has has affected film more yeah. than Joss Whedon. Yes, yeah. I agree. I'm hundred percent. All his movies have come out though in our generation. Like we're all old enough to have seen pretty much all of his movies in the theater. Right? Yeah, but we were a little young for like the first it was Reservoir Dogs is really his first of note. And yes. I think we're all a little young for that one. I don't know. I think I Reservoir Dogs was his first film. With yeah. those posters on the wall. Oh. Yeah. 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 Reservoir Dogs, I didn't see in the theater. I mean, I saw like Dawn, uh, Dust Till Dawn, which I know is not his film, but he's in it. I yeah. mean, I remember seeing that in the, in the, in the theater. Um, so, yeah. But, I mean, Joss Whedon is a strong. That's a strong one. I didn't even think yeah. of Joss. He hasn't directed a bunch of movies, though. And that's the thing, too. Like, he, yeah. the movies that he had, I mean, he had his big Marvels movies. He had his Serenity movie. He's got a couple of things here and there. More TV than anything else, no? We got to do the Serenity podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I feel like we can't do Serenity without putting some Firefly in there. Yeah, you just do yeah. one that covers the whole thing. I think you'd be able to do that. Yeah, no but problem. see, we, again, I feel like this, we only got one shot. 
Yeah. Oh. It's, it's got to be good. It can't be. That's why I, I got it. We got to do Prisoner of Azkaban this year because it's the 15th anniversary. But I can we can only do it once. 100th episode, buddy. It has to be that quality. <laughs> you got to find your lineup for that one. Yeah, I know. I know. Maybe I'll, do, maybe I'll just do it solo. Oh, just talk to something. <laughs> just talk to myself. You're like, that's a good point. Okay, yeah. yeah. I always have good points. <laughs> exactly. That was really good. That was a really good point. I agree. All right, next category, worst performance. Yeah. Can you give somebody a worst performance in a movie like this? No, it's all no. camp. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't. Did anybody realize where, uh, Rain Wilson is in this movie? Yes. <laughs> I think this is his first credited, like, uh, his first IMDb entry, too. He looks like a little baby in this. He's so innocent. (laughs) He's in the fucking, he's one of the, one of the aliens in, like, the limo. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And when I watched it recently, I was like, fucking Rain Wilson's in this? (laughs) And then I thought he was going to be in it more. Uh, Nope. Nope. That one scene. No, that was it. He gave, and he, I mean, he gives almost like a Dwight Schrute. Type answer. He falls in line with like alienness. Yeah, Nicolette's watching that so much right now, and I just it makes me so happy. Like I go upstairs and fucking the office is on, and I'm dying. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So the Jamie Fox Award for overacting. That's everybody. Sam Rockwell. It's everybody to me, but yeah, Sam Rockwell oh, specifically. Yeah. Greg I've got another goof one. Uh, yeah. Is Sigourney Weaver's cleavage considering getting the award for overacting? Because, my God, it was insane during, like, the old scenes of the TV show. Yeah, I, I think maybe her push-up bra deserves, like, yeah. some sort of award. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because um, it's pretty ridiculous in this movie. I, I'm, I'm Sigourney Weaver's pretty attractive in this movie. Yes. Yeah. And I don't find Sigourney Weaver... I, I think she's a, a talented actor. I don't yeah. find her overly attractive. No. No. Um, but she's attractive in this movie. Yes. But I, I yeah. and then I realize I start thinking back and like I like a lot of movies Sigourney Weaver's in. All right. Yeah, so besides did. the alien movies? Well, I mean, now you're putting me on the spot. I would have to Ooh. go through her IMDB. Um the alien movies for sure, Ghostbusters. Sure. Yeah. For sure. This. Uh you know what, Rob? I'm I'm so uh Dave, which we talked about earlier. Oh, yes. By <laughs> the way. <laughs> uh, Avatar's like kind of whatever, yeah. right? But I mean, I know a lot of people like Avatar. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm not a big Avatar guy. Yeah. How do you feel about five Avatars coming out? Oh, Jesus. They've been promising that for a... When did the first one come out? It came I out like know. 10 years ago, didn't it? Maybe. <clears throat> yeah, uh, they're never making those movies. Here, let's just blow through this. Cabin in the Woods. Paul, Avatar, oh. <sighs> Wally. Was she in Wally? Apparently. She was, she was the, the voice of the ship. Yeah, uh, holes with your boy Shia LaBeouf. I like oh, holes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Rob does not like holes. I... Uh, this is good podcasting. Yeah. Dave. <laughs> Gorillas in the mist. Anybody? Gorillas Anybody for Gorillas in the mist? No. no, no Nobody. No. no. Nobody. Pass. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I just I just named a handful of movies she's in that yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Talented actress. Yeah. Always it's delivers. funny. You you like you start going through someone's IMDb, and this is why I want to do this pod that Tyler and I are going to start doing. You forget like the movies they were, people were in. Yeah, like when someone's had the career that they've had, you're like, oh yeah, they were in that movie. Oh yeah, they were in that movie. I like that. 
Right. Am I the only person that does that? No, I agree. I think Harrison Ford, not to bring it back to Harrison Ford, but I think Holy he does. Star Wars. I know it always is. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of movies that he does, especially like early on in his career. Like, oh shit, yeah, he was in that. Like Guns of Neverone and Apocalypse Now. And he's, he pops up here and there. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, again, is Harrison Ford Indiana Jones or is he Han Solo? He's he's Indiana Jones. I love always it. Indiana Jones. Greg, who do you who do you associate I, Han I Solo think Indiana or, uh, Jones. Harrison Ford with? All right. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Indy. Not no Doctor Richard Kimball. Not oh, great movie, but no. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> but you know, I was watching like there was like a true Hollywood story <laughs> the other day on the dude who they like inspired the Fugitive TV series, yeah. and that dude actually killed his wife. So. And uh, and blamed it on a one armed man, yes. Right, yeah. But but lies, sir. You are a liar. Lies. Yes. <laughs> that was anyway. in like the fifties, wasn't it? The T V show, yeah. No, but the real murder too is like Oh yeah, it was, the, 50s, it was in right? the neck of the woods, you bet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Greg, you're going with her cleavage for overacting. <laughs> Well, because it's such, you know, it's like, a, it's either that or for me, for Sam Rockwell, for some reason, he just seemed like he was really going for it most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's guy, man. He doesn't even have yeah. a last name. <laughs> he's got to make his presence known. Yeah. That's a great line. They're like, you have a last name, guy. And he's like, do I? Do yeah. I? <laughs> that's in, I think that's in my favorite, uh, most memorable lines. Because he's having a full meltdown. When they're going to that planet, he's having a meltdown. Yes. Uh, He's got great lines through that whole movie. Him and Rickman have the best lines. Who would have thought that he was going to be the biggest actor, like the most uh, accomplished, decorated actor of this group? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's Like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It's got to be like him or Tony Shalhoub, right? Yeah, it's him. He had the more prestigious career. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Shalhoub is one. He won like a shit ton of Emmys for Monk, dude. Yeah, it's an Emmy. It's an Emmy. I'm with you, but I'm just saying it's, he's still he's still uh, decorated. Sure. Yes. yes. Celebrated. Right. Celebrated, decorated, whatever. Time to shift. You ever seen Three Billboards, Rob? No. That he won the Academy Award for Sam Rockwell. No. no. So good. Super good. Yeah, I don't he's watch a, a lot of Sam Rockwell movies besides uh, Green Mile. Uh, go watch Three Billboards outside yeah. of Ebbing, Missouri. It's really good. It's That's uh, only like a year old, right? Uh. Yeah, it won the award, Academy Award. He won not this past year, but the year before. Oh, okay. It's a heavy, heavy movie, but it actually has like a, a bunch of of comedic, like dark comedy in it a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, it's fantastic. I Is it a Coen amazing. Brothers movie? No. Okay. Is it a Coen Brothers movie? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Um, it's really good. Greg, oh. you seen that? I have not. Come on! I know, dropping the ball. We can't do a we can't do a a, a pod on that. It's just too heavy of a movie, though. Can like, we no, do we... one on the Big Lebowski? Uh, yeah, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Jeff Bridges is like top three actors for me. So yeah, excellent. we got to do a pod. Best. I want to see which one of you fucks are going to do a Tron Legacy pod with me. Not me. Oh, hell yes. There you go. My man, you don't like Tron, Rob? No, I actually like Tron quite a bit. I didn't like Tron Legacy. I wouldn't what? be able. Yeah, I didn't. No, that was underrated. Not a thing for me. So. What, have you watched it recently? I wasn't too thrilled the first time I watched it, and then I've watched it more recently. And my son has gotten up like obsessed with that movie. He's always asking oh. to watch it, uh, and like loves the music and everything. And it's it's 
when I watched it more recently, I was like way more into it than I was before. I'll give it Un- another shot. I, I've underrated. seen it twice. Yeah. Uh, underrated. Yeah. Nice. Never going to get a sequel, but it's underrated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So did who did the most animated or something? Whoa. Sorry. They were supposed to. I don't think they did, but they were supposed okay. to. They're also supposed to make, I think that they, they were all signed on to make a sequel and it got scrapped. Yeah. Lame. I Lame. need more Olivia Wilde in my life. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't like Cowboys really... and aliens. Isn't that enough? <sighs> uh. She's, she was also, <laughs> she was also the director of probably my favorite movie of the year so far, Booksmart, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, she was in a little indie movie, which is super, again, heavy to watch and, and kind of a fucking downer called Vigilante. Oh. Hmm. Which came out this year, which she is super good in. Yeah. Again, <laughs> underrated, I think, underrated actress. Incredibly yes. talented. Yeah. Yeah. Just not getting the roles or not, you know, getting celebrated for those roles. Enough. She's pretty out there uh, politically. Like, she's pretty open with her politics. And I think uh, that that turns off a lot of people. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. Teach their own, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, who did the most of the least? Tony Shalhoub as your boy Fred Kwan. <laughs> Robin Sachs as Saris. I don't want to hear it. Oh. <laughs> Sam Rockwell as Guy. What's my name or what's my last name? <laughs> Do I have a last name? <laughs> Do I? Are we there yet? <laughs> All right, so those are my three. Do any of you gentlemen have a, a, someone you'd like to add in? Uh, what's her face? Um, the Sigourney alien Weaver? chick. No, the alien chick. Jane Doe. Oh, the <laughs> the one that uh, Tony Shalhoub ends up with? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Well, Rob, you have notes. What's her name? I don't know, because that one I was just going off the cuff, so I, I don't have <laughs> Missy Pyle is the actress's yeah. name. Oh, yeah. She was in Dodgeball. She's been in a ton of shit. Sure. Okay, so you're adding in Missy Pyle. So you're adding in someone you don't know their name. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I did that Great. for the Jaws one. I misses the, the, kit, the Kitmer mom. Kitmer kit, mom. Yep. yep. So, I can't. Know. I can't think of any more than what you guys have already touched on. Minus like, uh, I think Ellen Rickman's wig was almost so solid that it was. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Greg is going with inanimate objects. All podcasts. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> Who created the wig? Is, do we have a, like a wig creator? Yeah. Are we just trying to be like? Let's see. This is. Is this going to be your shtick on the pod? <laughs> That and getting the podcast postponed, yeah. That's true. That's not a stick. That's life, bro. <laughs> All right. So you're going with a house, cleavage, yes. and a wig. Yep. Yes. Rob, you're going with an actress you don't know. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, with uh, Sam Rockwell. That's Guy. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> and I'm going to say it's Guy. Next, next category. Mm, guy. Does this still hold up? I got two things. Autographs being $15. Yes. And the protector landing at the end when it crashes through the convention center. Terrible special effect. Unwatchable almost. (laughs) There's that funny scene that he actually shoots Saris and they like do the explosion. But on stage, you see like a little. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love it. Is 1999 the worst year for special effects? What else came out that year? Phantom oh, Menace? Besides Phantom Menace, yeah. Oh, shit. The Mummy? The Mummy. I was watching The Mummy the other day. Because of the podcast? Because of the podcast. And you were into it. Tell me you weren't into it. 
I was not into it. You know, Brendan Fraser's hair really throws me off. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Brendan uh, Fraser's hair is a little bit, you know, it's very distracting. It's like Rachel Weisz's eyebrows, but you put them together and it's just unwatchable. Maybe two of the most attractive people ever on a film together, Rachel Weisz. And Brendan Fraser? Yeah. Brendan Fraser is massively attractive in that movie. Is he? Is he? Is he? <laughs> Rachel Wise, I can't, I can't get past the eyebrows. I have to bring it back to eyebrows. But yeah, again, man, uh, one of the yeah. most attractive people in any movie ever. Sure, sure. Just you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Does, do any of you schmoes have anything you'd like to add to the "Does this still hold up?" category? No. So mine again. Seven. Let me. Sorry. Fifteen dollar autographs. Yeah. Shitty yeah. special effects at the end when the protector, sure. their ship, lands. Now, outside of like uh, people not quite being as grumpy as some of these people, is anyone at a collect at a, one of these conventions ever quite as excited to be there as Tim Allen was? I would say that doesn't hold up. Is he excited? He can, well, he is excited. excited when he first got there. He was. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some people who put on a show. Sure. Okay. And then I've Shatter also seen some people show. who stand behind the curtain when they have a line of like 300 oh. people and they stand behind the curtain for 20 minutes being late, Matthew Lewis. So I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen some, I've seen both. <laughs> I can't tell you right off the bat someone that I've seen be like ultra jacked. I can but, give you three. I can give I love it. Um, what's his face? Um, you're going to laugh at this one, but Nailed he was, it. he's always very excited. Is Daniel Logan is always like very excited because he's working. Insert the who? Right, right. I know who you're talking about, but go ahead. Baby Boba Fett. Mm. Um, uh, and to continue the theme of Boba Fett's, um, Tem Morrison, who plays Jango Fett, my interactions with him have always been very kind of like happy and jumpy and kind of excited to be there. Okay. Um, and then the third one, you're going to like, I had an unbelievably positive experience with William Shatner when I first met him. He was cool. fantastic. So Wow. I mean, you're, you're paying him $100. He should be jacked. Yeah. 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 He was great. He was it, great. It's just like when you said uh, the dude who set up the uh, Harrison Ford autographs is always nice to you. Yeah, because you gave him fifteen hundred fucking dollars. <laughs> uh, paying people to be nice to me, At, whatever it takes. I mean, essentially, that's what you're doing at these conventions, yeah. right? You're paying yes. these yeah. people for twenty per- twenty seconds of their time. Not even sometimes. Sometimes it's less than that. Yeah. It's too yeah. Bad. Yeah, yeah, it's a scam. But I th- in answer to your question, does it hold up? I think it is very much a, um, I wouldn't call it a time capsule because it doesn't really scream 90s. Yeah. Um, but as far as people's attitudes toward comic conventions and what those look like, it's more of a parody of a Star Trek convention, obviously, more than anything else. And I think those things have, you know, really have changed over the last couple of years. Plus, like, the only relatable thing is the idea of like this old show getting new traction and now has created like a new show. But even that concept is a little bit old. So I don't think it's, it quite holds up. Okay. Greg. It's still funny. That was your question and it was answered. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, the thing that doesn't hold up, you know, is just autographs being $15. Yeah. Yeah. That was the biggest thing I noticed when I was like, $15. <laughs> I got news for you people who've never been to an autograph. Ain't no $15. Ain't no $15 autographs. Uh -uh. Lowest is like $25 for like someone who is way low. 
I don't, I don't, I haven't seen a $25 autograph in a long time either. You know where you see them? You see them in those like sketchy horror conventions in like the basement of a Sheridan. Like that, you'll see them there. Yeah. That's like if you were, yeah, I would, I would pay $25 for like Bobby Leonard level person at a horror convention. What does that mean? (laughs) That means you could sit down and get $25 an autograph. $25? You gotta have a beer with me. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Uh, all right, so this still holds up. So these are things that still work in the movie. Uh, I'd say practical aliens. I think we talked about it earlier in the podcast. I yep. think that the the aliens look really good. Yeah, everybody looks good, except for Alan Rickman's wig, which I think is supposed to look like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the humor. The humor holds up. There's nothing yeah. that you like is cringe worthy. That's not appropriate. Still, no. there's no you know racist jokes. There's no homophobic no. jokes. It just everything still works. It is kind of a wholesome movie. Yeah. Something you can yeah. show your kids at a, at a relatively early age. So I think that that still holds up. Rob, you got anything else? No, it's a fun movie, but Greg? doesn't hold up. Yeah, I think the overall story, I think, still holds up. I mean, the fact that Amazon was going to make a new show of this uh, stands to the fact that the storyline still kind of holds up today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next category, would this movie be better if Gary Oldman is in it? And if so, who would he play? For the second podcast in a row, I'm going to say no, it would not be better with him in it. How about as, um, just for a goof, um, as as, uh, Alan Rickman's character? No, because Alan Rickman's perfect. Alexander. Well, just, you know, if we're going to, like, move people around, that might be an interesting place for him to be. It could be, but I think it's a different, I mean, Oldman's acting this considerably different. Uh, There's something to be said about Rickman in his delivery, obviously his voice. Like, Mm -hmm. he is supposed to be a Shakespearean-trained actor who's on this fucking show. Oldman would be someone who is like so angry about being on the show, he's going to cut you with like a box cutter. <laughs> I, I mean, I love Oldman, documented favorite actor ever. Rickman's right up there for me too. Just two completely different vibes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I could see Rickman, or I could see Oldman playing like Guy. <laughs> guy. But I think Rockwell kills that. So yeah, yeah. I, I just can't see him in this. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No, I Oldman. had the same Sorry, thing. Buddy. I had the the only thing I could think of was maybe as Alan Rickman, but yeah. I think it's just because the British thing. Is that yeah. what it is? Or like the classical actor or the guy who's like a little bit, you know, just slumming it for for you know. Money does sake. Oldman strike you as like a classically trained actor? He does. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he certainly got the chops. I just never thought of him as like a classically trained actor. Yeah. All right. Most memorable line. Oh, here we go. You ready? Oh, you go. And then I got to shit done. <laughs> I'll cross <laughs> mine off as you go. By Graftar's <laughs> hammer, you shall be avenged. Yes. It's the best line of the whole movie. Yes. <laughs> Where are you going to see if there's a pub? That's that's Rob's yep. line. That is my line. Uh, there. Let's get out of here before one of these things kill Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one, too. <laughs> yes. I had that one. Oh, it's a man. rock. <laughs> It's a rock. It doesn't have any vulnerable spots. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe my favorite line, door's a little sticky. I'll get one of my guys up here with a can of WD-40. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all looking at Quan like, what the fuck is WD-40? <laughs> my favorite line is, let's get out of here before one of these things kill guys. Yep. <laughs> uh, by, by Gwen. But uh, Greg, what do you got? You didn't get the uh, never give up, never surrender. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's a little hokey, but yeah. I love the scene when he's in the limo and then he looks at him going, um, does she talk? Her translator is broken. And then she does that crazy scream and then he just goes, 
Okie dokie. That's uh, that's Rob's favorite character. <laughs> what's the what's the actress's name again, Rob? Missy Pyle. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She was in Dodgeball. She was. <laughs> All right, Rob, you got anything you want to add? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So <laughs> So the one I just keep get I can't get it out of my head is when everybody goes on the um the bridge and like each character as they come out, they're like, Oh, and uh, it's you know whatever whatever his name is, um, Doctor Lazarus, Doctor Lazarus, and then he's like a uh, guy, and the guys are like mm, guy. So that's one of them. Um, the by Grabdar's hammer, of course, by Grabdar's hammer. But my favorite one is by Grabdar's hammer. Hammer, what a savings! Yes. <laughs> when they open up the Circuit City, I love it. Amazing. Oh, that's what doesn't hold up the best, Circuit Cities. Yeah. I used to work for Circuit City. Of no course you did. It's sold TVs. <laughs> like, of course. Um, you, you know what I need? A cup holder and a couple of Advil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you yeah. gave me the word dead signal. I was agreeing with you. Like, I know where the hell the hold button is. Uh, uh, you broke the ship. You broke the bloody ship. See, this is proof that I have notes. Um... Oh, the the do I do I, I got that? Uh, don't open do that. <laughs> don't open that. It's an alien planet. Is there air? You don't know. <laughs> and then the only other one it was the. Uh, did you guys ever watch the show? So what? there's my lines. That's the best. Did you guys ever watch the show? The best. I gotta I had, go with. Uh, let's get out of here before these things kill guy though. Yep. What, go ahead, Greg. I had one other one, which was. Uh, you just have to figure out what its motivation is. It's a rock monster. It doesn't have motivation. <laughs> Look for its vulnerable parts. That's what I have. It's a rock. It doesn't have any vulnerable spots. Uh, all right, Rob, what's, I know this is going to be difficult, and it's probably not going to be on your list. Yeah. What is your favorite line? It's fuck that. It's fuck that. As soon as she makes the turn into the uh, the chompers, that's my favorite line. Which is not on your list. It, I, I was, love, it was I on my list you. earlier. I'm trying not to bring it back. Change. But I'm, all right, I'll Don't give it to you change. from the, the current list. Don't ever change. <laughs> what, what are you? Are you frozen? What are you doing? <laughs> I just got a text from my wife, and I'm trying to read the text. It says there's heat, like a lot of very hot heat coming out of the baseboard. Like I'm supposed to know what that means. So I yeah. Reply. I'm doing a podcast. Figure it out. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Samwise Gamgee Award for biggest wet blanket. I got nobody. You could. I guess you could say Sam Rockwell is a bit of a wet blanket. Yeah, because he's always a, afraid of dying. But he's literally afraid of dying. You can't <laughs> yes. be a wet blanket when you think you're going to die. Yeah. It's, uh, what is it? Uh, Alexander. It's uh, Alan Rickman's The Wet Blanket. He's just fucking miserable, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not telling anybody to don't, not do anything. He's trying to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> All right. Just saying. <laughs> I think I'm going to... I didn't have anybody written down, but I think I'm going with Guy, even though he's worried he's just going to die. Mm, guy. Mm, guy. <laughs> All right. What do you wish there was more of in the movie? Just Mathazar. Uh, <laughs> I need more Mathazar. Rob, what does Mathazar sound like in the movie? Ah, la, 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 la. Oh, that, that or... 
as he's trying to speak. I can't do the, I can't do the math. Sorry. I can only you do the did it like three podcasts ago. I did because I was trying to answer an awkward question and I was trying to get it out without sounding too awkward, which made it sound so much worse. Yeah, I had to cut it out, but you went full Rain Man on math. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> How about this? What is uh what does Boss Nas sound like in, in uh Phantom Menace? I'm not gonna do it. How dare you? <laughs> what? <laughs> How dare you mock my performance of Boss Nas? No, he showed awesome. oh, never mind. It's one of my favorite moments of oh, any podcast ever. There you go. I need I yeah. need yeah. some Boss Nas in my life. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm, I'll give it to you at Comic Con. <laughs> it's something for Whoa. you to look forward to. <clears throat> All right. All right. Yeah, well, there it is. Nah. No, I don't like any part of this. Is there something you wish there was more of in the movie, Rob? Alan Rickman. Done. M- more Alan Rickman. More Alan Rickman. All right, Greg. More Tony Shalhoub. I just thought more Quan. Every, every time he came on with a, like you know like being stoned or whatever, he was just <laughs> I was laughing. All right. Am I the only one who loves Mathazar in this movie? You are. You have like a strange love for Mathazar. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> He's awesome. He's like my favorite. <laughs> What was that? You heard it. He's the best. I don't do impressions, man. You're the impression guy. Uh, I am. Or Beth with her British accent, which, yeah, yeah is amazing. <laughs> hey, how about that a review again? Let's just bring it back. How about that review of yesterday from Beth? <laughs> it was fantastic. It was thorough. I can't wait for the world to hear it. Yeah, top 10 moments on the on the podcast? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. All right, whose movie is this? Uh, Tim Allen, Alan Rickman, or or Star Trek, or Star Trek. Yeah, man, this movie is essentially they Star Trek got their own fucking spoof. Like, doesn't doesn't everything go back to this movie? Doesn't happen if Star Trek isn't around, right? Sure. Speaking of sure, yesterday, yeah. yeah, there's no Oasis without the Beatles. That's a weird, <laughs> a weird analogy, but yes. No, it's absolutely true. Oasis sure. is very all right. Sure, um, I, but I guess we can we can write in whose movie is it? The House, the, the Cleavage, house. <laughs> or what was the Alan third Rickman's one? wig? Alan Rickman's yes. wig. Um, I got to say, this is Tim Allen's movie. I can't Tim think Allen's of many movie. movies yep. that are, that Tim Allen has been in. Yeah, uh, and this is like top two that comes to mind. Yeah, I agree. So, Tim Allen's movie, one hundred percent. Greg? Yes, Tim Allen. Agreed. Okay. Underrated, overrated, properly rated. What's the... Uh, Want to go back to again? it? Yeah. 90% critics. Right. 78% audience. You know, the more... I love... I really do love... I have a lot of affection for this movie, but as we're talking more about it, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like I, I think 90 is actually pretty high for critics. On that. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said okay. before, I think somewhere in the 80s would be appropriately rated. Okay. Greg? Uh, good, same good, thing. Good, I had written down eighty-five percent. I was like, I didn't feel like ninety percent was there, but I felt the audience score was too low. Yeah, but I mean, if you blend those together, it's probably right there, right? Yeah. So I think it okay. was like, I think it was overrated by critics, underrated by audience. So it's somewhere in between. Fair enough. I think uh, if you look at it just without the scores per se, I think this movie is a bit underrated because you can ask people if they've seen Galaxy Quest, and the response is usually, "What's that?" Yeah, um, and I guess we'll see how well this podcast does, and that'll tell us if this is underrated, <laughs> overrated, overrated, or properly uh, rated. I think for me, it's probably properly rated. I think again, it's somewhere in between that that ninety and seventy eight percent, like Greg is saying, probably around eighty five or so. Um, 
but it's fun. It's a fun movie. It's a it's, it's a, a movie, movie that's really rewatchable. Yeah. 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 It doesn't feel long. It doesn't feel like the jokes are stale. No. Um it's pretty good. But it's also one of those movies like I just it, it's not a throw on like hey, let's watch Galaxy Quest as much no. as like again, not to bring it to Spaceballs, like hey, let's throw on Spaceballs. Like I'm always in the mood for Spaceballs. Yeah, it's hard for me with comedies to ever feel that way in general. Mm-hmm. It's not something I ever just want to throw on or like you, you know, you're flipping through channels, it's on, you stop what you're doing and watch it. Yeah. There are some that are like that. This is not one of them. Uh, I think, I'm trying to think maybe the last one that I thought was really like that, maybe Wedding Crashers. <laughs> yeah. Old school is certainly like that for me as well. Yeah. Um, things like, you know, things like uh, Young Frankenstein, I've, I've watched that constantly. I put that on all the time. You know what's on? They're playing it a lot on HBO right now with Spies Like Us. <laughs> and like okay. it's one of those movies that was on constantly when we were kids highly but there was only like six channels it's so, so think, inappropriate sp- spots like us is inappropriate it's such bad taste now <laughs> is it? oh yeah actually it is yeah, yeah. well it is <laughs> but it's one of those things like when we were kids there was only a handful of channels so like whatever movie was on it's like all right i guess we're yeah. watching this movie and we don't have that anymore but i think galaxy quest would have fit in very well with like that yeah. Like, that's how I got a lot of my Mel Brooks knowledge is because there was always, like, a Mel Brooks movie on. But, yeah, but um, this yeah. this movie's much more tame than some of those movies. Oh, sure. But you know, it, you, it could be a quotable movie. Yeah, but, I mean, you watch, like, I like Stripes. I yeah. love Stripes. But Stripes is not, I mean, this is not Stripes. Stripes no. is a much, uh, I don't want to say darker comedy, but it's much more adult comedy. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, something like Great Outdoors. Would yeah. be kind of like this, you know what I'm saying? We're great sure. outdoors. You could watch. It's not. You could watch that with the kids. I think for the most part, you can watch Stripes with the kids, except for the mud wrestling. I think we're good. <laughs> There's a lot. Isn't isn't there a lot of cursing? Is there a lot of cursing? I, yeah? And I for some reason feel like there's much more nudity than just the mud wrestling. But I guess oh I'm well, wrong. that was the height of like boobs in the 1980s. Like every movie yeah. needed boobs. <laughs> no, I got you. I got yeah. you. All right. Yeah. Anyway. All right, gentlemen. This is a I, this podcast went a lot longer than I thought it was going to go because we're talking about Galaxy Quest, and we <laughs> and Galaxy Quest was only about a quarter of the shit that we talked about for this. Yeah, last we two talked hours. about bathrooms, cleavage, <laughs> working at Circuit City, a lot yeah, of we weird t- shit on this podcast. Yeah, you two fucks yeah. got a weird dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> we just Wait, follow that chain. I got. You don't have to. Less. You don't have to put your hand up, but go ahead. <laughs> You don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> Some good pod. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got one last story Ooh. that I think goes pretty well in line with this movie. Okay. So it was 1994, Ooh. and I was visiting Magic Mountain in uh, Santa Clarita. And we were staying at a hotel outside of Magic Mountain. I think it must have been at the end of the day because we were back at the hotel at the pool. And my dad comes running up to me and goes, Get on your pants. Let's let's go. You know, get on your sorry, get on your dry clothes. <laughs> let's go. He's like, um, I met this guy in the parking lot having a problem with his car uh, that he needed to ha- have it jumped. And so while the guy was like letting his car's uh, battery kind of like recharge, he's like, well, you know, as a thank you for jumping my car, why don't you go, you know, get your family and I'm gonna take you to show you. Um, the set where, where I work. Okay. And so we get in the car and we follow this guy and it was not that far down the road from this hotel we were staying at. And it was the set for uh, Babylon uh, 5. 
Okay. Before the first episode aired. And this guy, okay. the guy who's my dad jumped his car was named Jerry Doyle. He like was in that show, didn't do much after it and then like died in the late nineties. Uh, but okay. um, just being able to like walk around that set was insane. Cause it was like, you know, like the Star Trek kind of set type thing where they had a big like uh, control of the ship and they had these like hallways that would come to a point and like look like they went on for infinity. Um, and like, I remember like one of the things I thought was the funniest was like the elevators, uh, the doors up above where you can't see in the camera view are like these two sticks that stand up there. And it was a platform for two guys like stand there and like open and close the door <laughs> during the scene of the show. <laughs> but That's it was funny. just like one of those like crazy things that happened that, uh, that kind of always stuck with me. All right. Greg, get your pants on. <laughs> Greg, where were, where were your pants? <laughs> Dude, poolside, you know, sitting in the with your oh, with the trunks. Oh, I didn't realize that you had been in the pool right before. Yeah, no, we were like oh. in the pool. My dad was like, "Go back in the hotel room, get your dry clothes on, and let's get the <laughs> okay. out here." Got it, got it. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Rob, did you catch that? that? I mean, that all I heard was put on your pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I did not put together all of those pieces that led to putting on pants. All right, <laughs> putting on said pants. Yeah. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, this has been fun. Uh, I'm glad you guys get along so well, you fucking weirdos. <laughs> and uh, Rob, I will see yes, you in eight days. Yeah, week and a day, nice. buddy. We will see you in nine days. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. All right, gentlemen, thanks for being on. Be right. good. See ya. All right, everyone, that is the Galaxy Quest podcast. Hope everybody enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. Uh, it's a funny movie, especially if you, if you like satires, if you've ever been to those conventions. Uh, I think it'll resonate for you. Uh, thanks to Greg and Rob for being on. As always, I ask for those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Also, share share the podcast with friends. Uh, that would really help us. Give us a like, rate, review, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, also, you give us a follow at The Morning Geekdom on Instagram, Morning Geekdom on Facebook and Twitter. And we will do it again next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman.